Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I hope you all are having a great day. I hope you're having a fantastic day. It's been a pretty good day over here. This is the Right Wing Vegan, and I am Scott. And we are going to go on a journey today, as it is day two of the confirmation hearings for ACB, the glorious ACB, Amy Coney Barrett. And today's the day, folks. Today's question and answer day. It is hard to watch. Let me just say that. I've watched Feinstein and uh, Graham and uh, whoever this is, Leahy asking questions right now and it is oh gosh you feel you know before i get into it actually uh if you want to if you like thank you guys for listening really appreciate you guys listening really appreciate all the support we've been getting lately um, but if you like this show and you want to help out the show you want to support our work we were doing here the best thing you can do in all honesty is just share the show share it with a friend share it on twitter share it wherever we really really appreciate it um, we got to amplify conservative voices. I try to do it and um, with with every show that I like. And I hope uh, I hope people will do the same for us. So thank you in advance. But now let's get into it. So I got to say this. I'm going to make a blanket statement. And you guys can 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 resonate with this or you can think this is a stupid idea. I I think we got to do away with these these confirmation hearings being televised. We got to do away with it. It needs to go away. It it has become a farce. It is just a waste of time. It really is just a waste of time. So why I say this? Well, forget Kavanaugh. Let's go back and talk about Kavanaugh, where they basically tried to destroy a man's life because they didn't agree with his appointment because they don't like the person who appointed him. Well, you got, look, ACB, same situation, right? I'm sure these Democrats don't give a rip about her. They don't really care that she's Catholic. They don't really care about her values. They don't really care about any of it. What they care about is orange man bad. Orange man appointed her, therefore ACB bad because she's related to orange man. But it's such a waste of time listening to these senators bloviate. I mean, it's just, it, it is honestly, it is not only hard to watch, but infuriating. Like I'm watching this. I remember, okay, back before sports got woke and I could actually watch sports and enjoy it. I remember watching my team completely give a game away right so i'm a bengals fan okay i know everybody laugh ha 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 if i had a laugh track i'd play it how can you be a bengals fan well i am a bengals fan and to be honest with you the bengals suck and they always give the game away they're always really bad even if they get a lead they usually give it up even if they make the playoffs they usually choke in the first round so i'm used to being disappointed i'm used to getting infuriated getting upset while watching things I don't think anything gets my blood pressure up like watching this. This infuriates me because honestly, the the Democrats, they just sit there and they bloviate. They talk about things that don't matter. Now, you might hear me say that and you might go, Scott, healthcare matters, dude. And I'm like, yeah, healthcare matters, but not in the context of what we're here to do today. We're just supposed to be judging Amy Coney Barrett on her qualifications for the Supreme Court, which, by the way, she is impressive. Look, when you look at her background, when you listen to her speak about the law, she is incredibly impressive. Like, she knows her stuff. She's handling this well. She she when I listen to her talk, I can tell that she thinks analytically and critically about the law. She speaks as an expert. She's very impressive. And they can't even focus on that. Instead, what they want to focus on are issues. 
They want to focus on issues as if a judge is supposed to legislate from the bench. Once again, what they're doing is presenting a fundamental difference in the way that conservatives and the way that the left view the judge, the judiciary, right? We believe, at least I do, I mean, look, and I choose to think that those like-minded individuals, the people listening to this podcast, feel the same way. The judiciary is supposed to interpret the law. So when you ask her about health care, when you ask her about abortion, when you ask her about gun rights, when you ask her about individual cases, unless she's had a chance to review the case, and then compare that to what the Constitution says, what the law is. She's not going to speak on it because she's a, a, she's and she's doing her job. It's not her job to speak on a case that she knows nothing about. She would be presumptive to do so, and that would actually be more alarming than her telling these senators, I, "Listen, I'm you're asking me about something. I I haven't reviewed it." And they are. They're they're going after her, right? On abortion, on gun rights, on Healthcare, 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 by the way. It's so funny. I didn't hear anything about the Affordable Care Act until now because that's the tactic that they all used. And you can tell what I love about it is you can tell that there were meetings and that they planned this because they're all going after the same thing. It's so coordinated, it's so phony, and it's so fake. And I can't, I can't, if the, if I was a constituent of any of these senators, I don't know how I could consciously go in and vote for these fools because they come off as so vapid and fake. Uh, um... I, I want to speak a little bit about Jonathan. Jonathan is a is an individual who lives in North Carolina. That's not my district. That's not my district, mind you. I'm not talking about my district, the one I'm supposed to represent. No, 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 no. I, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, let's say I'm a senator of California. I'm not talking about California. This guy lives in North Carolina, and he's a father of two, and he, he, he stubbed his toe, and it got infected, and he had to get his whole uh, right side of his body cut off. And, and you know, he, he, uh, he told me, he said, you know, I, I don't know if I ever would have been able to afford it if not for the um the the health care if not for the uh, affordable care act i would have never been able to live life so so i just want to say thank you so much thank you thank you so much oh my gosh the the affordable care act has made me a better human being and and to you know it allows me to live a life that i never would have lived before it's such an amazing thing president obama was the best thing on earth he's so angelic we love him so much yada 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 barf 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 the truth is they are taking every opportunity to make this hearing campaign events for them they're pushing their agenda they're pushing their issues and i just feel so sorry for amy coney barrett who has to sit through this and we haven't even gotten to the worst offenders yet mr i forgot mr potato head was on this committee Mr. Potato Head, in case you don't know, is in fact Cory Booker, uh, Mr. Potato Head. I didn't know that he was on this committee until yesterday when he was up there screaming and hollering about something that doesn't matter. Something about this is a sham, yada, yada, yada. Klobuchar did the same thing, just screaming and hollering about things that don't. Shut up. Shut up. People aren't even going to remember who you are in 2024, so shut up. Cory Booker, shut up. These people are so nauseating. They're so nauseating. I can't listen to them open their mouths without wanting to throw up in my mouth. That's how I feel about this. This is the, this is, you're right. You're right. You know what, Cory Booker? You know what, Mr. Potato Head? You're right. This is nonsense. This whole thing is a sham. We don't even need it. Let's just hold the vote.
we got enough votes. Why are we doing this hearing? Let's just hold the vote. And then they say, well, the American people deserve to know. Okay. Do your little opening statement. She can tell us who she is, and that's fine. We don't gain anything hearing Democrats ask her about health care over and over and over again. What are we learning? What I've learned about Amy Coney Barrett, she's an originalist. She's a she's um, a purist, and she's going to read cases that come before her, compare them to the Constitution, and interpret them. That's her job. That's what she's going to do. She's not going to legislate from the bench. That's enough for me. I don't need to know anything else. Release a document that has past decisions that she's made. And then we'll read that. And that's all we need to know. That tells us everything that we need to know about Amy Coney Barrett. You know what? She seems like a really great person. She's got all these kids. She's Catholic. Her faith is important to her. That's all well and good. But what I care about when we're judging a judge, when we're trying to fill a judgeship, is how are you going to interpret the Constitution you know, what do you, what framework are you going to use? Are you an originalist? Do you believe the, in the constitution? Do you think you should legislate from the bench? If I get those questions answered, I can move on. I don't care what she thinks about John from North Carolina who had surgery last week, uh, to get his toe replaced. I don't care. I don't care. It's not her job to talk about that. I'm sure as a human being, she sympathizes with all of these people. The Democrats keep bringing up and then they, they keep trying to trick her. But she's smart. And she's solid. And she's firm. But this is going to be hell for her and her family. So you can't help but sympathize a little bit with that. Because, gosh, they make it as hard as humanly possible. They really do. And they're, they're not above personal attacks. They're not above, you know, they're not above any of this. Because they're just ridiculous. And they have no... They have no sense of good in them anymore, I don't think. It's sad. It's sad. She's got patience, man. She's got patience. What I've learned from, from these hearings, one thing, one takeaway that I've had, though, that I do want to want to say, and it's probably one of the best things that President Trump has promised for his second term, is that he wants to explore term limits for Congress. It'll never get passed. But it is such a noble thing to to pursue, not only Congress, but the Senate. We need term limits on these people, term limits. These people that get in there and they sit there like Dianne Feinstein's been in there 477 years. Get them the hell out of there. They don't represent you anymore at that point. They don't. There's a commercial that went out. And it was basically, it's against Maxine Waters. And I'm trying to remember who is running against Maxine Waters. Um, but it's a commercial. And basically what it does is it highlights that Maxine Waters doesn't even live in her. It's Joe Collins. I knew it was Collins. Joe Collins. Joe Collins is running against Maxine Waters. And Joe Collins put out this ad, super good ad. If you haven't seen this ad, you need to search it. Just look it up or, or look it up. Go to his website, look it up. But it's a great ad. And it basically highlights Maxine Waters doesn't even live in her effing district. She doesn't even live there. She represents these people. She doesn't even live there. 
she uses her race to try and to to try and you know put her in in some esteem class she doesn't even live in her district think about that how can she how can you represent people if you don't even know on a daily basis what they go through in their lives and this woman this woman has be, been reelected time and time and time again she doesn't even live in her district she is 82 82 just think about that just think about that is that someone you want representing you someone who's 82 does that sound like someone who who I don't want to be mean. I'm not ageist. I'm sure there are people who are 82 who are fully functional cognitively. But is that someone who who we think is all there? I mean, I've heard her say some pretty crazy things. I've heard Nancy Pelosi say some pretty crazy things too. I would challenge her mental stability at her age as well. And I'm not, again, not trying to be ageist. Just being honest. Just being honest. That's all. So the other day in Portland, of course, because we all hate Columbus Day. By the way, I didn't mention it yesterday, but happy happy belated Columbus Day to you guys, man. Without Columbus, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be who we are. So you can say Columbus is an evil, terrible, no good person. Columbus lived in a time where the world was different. The world was different. You jackasses. Columbus discovered America. Without Columbus, none of us would be here. The people who are out there protesting Columbus wouldn't even be able to protest if Columbus hadn't made the discovery that he did. What I think is... Inter- Whoa, I just noticed something really weird. I'm going to highlight it. It's not political at all. It's just weird. So on the website I'm on, I use websites, you know, to, I do research. Uh, there's a picture of Jessica Alba. She looks so different now. I don't know if she's had a lot of plastic surgery or what, but man, that's unrecognizable. I saw her name. I just caught my eyes like Jessica Alba. This doesn't even look like Jessica. Anyways, so there was a day of rage in Portland, by the way. Day of rage, because we're all so angry about something that happened over 500 years ago. Um, day of rage. Uh, you know, uh, for Christopher Columbus in Portland, where they, it was just really all it was was another excuse for them to riot and loot and do the terrible things that Portland's allowing people to do these days, which by the way, if you're an honest, good person, how, how do you live in Portland anymore? How do you make it work? If you do live in Portland, I'm sorry. If you don't have the means to get out of Portland and you're just stuck there, man, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. But in a way, you know, you guys got to get this leadership out of there, man, because they're not doing any good for you. They're not. And it's only going to get worse if this, uh, Antifa lady wins the mayorship. Ted Wheeler is a joke absolute clown shoes but you're gonna let an antifa lady win i don't know about that man portland's a weird place anyways so the day of rage in portland and it was you know kind of kind of interesting i mean you thought it was a blm event you thought it was just another black lives matter event or antifa or whatever but actually this was this is a different group so this was started by a it it was a twitter handle named generational resistance okay they were the ones promoting the day of rage in portland which saw the top lane of two statues. Several buildings were damaged, of course. And they, they let us know what they're looking for. So there's no hiding this goal. Black Lives Matter hides their goal. They make you think it's about racial equality. It's not. 
it's partially racial superiority, but it is also decolonization. It is also destruction of Western values. That's what they seek. And you can go to their website and find out what their goals are. They've taken some of them down. Uh, because they were getting a lot of pushback on them trying to get rid of the nuclear family. That was a goal for Black Lives Matter listed on their website. Was they, they, were, they wanted to deconstruct the idea of the nuclear family. Well, most Americans don't support that, obviously. So they've, they've taken that one down. But it is still a goal of theirs, and it's important to note that they called that out. This group, however, has the ultimate goal of decolonizing society, decolonizing society by working to abolish colonial systems rooted in racism. That's what they say. Now, what does any of that mean? I don't know. You tell me. What colonial systems are rooted in racism, huh? What? Capitalism? Is that what we're saying? We're saying capitalism is rooted in racism. Criminal justice is rooted in racism. I would say that our criminal justice system needs some reform. I wouldn't say that it's rooted in racism. I wouldn't say anything is rooted in racism. We have, we've had racism. Racism has existed for the most part in Western civilization. Thanks, America. Racism has been extinguished for the most part. Still exists. Small pockets of racism certainly still exist. But the KKK are not pushing political candidates anymore. So there is that. And by the way, those candidates were Democrats. Um, but anyways, I mean, this group, they, that's what they want. So if you support that, there you go. This is your group. If you support decolonizing America, if you want to take America back to what it was when it was a few people running around with skirts on made of, of um, leaves trying to start a fire by rubbing two rocks together and you know you you find a woman you like you club her over the head and you you pull her into your tent and uh you would war over who was the leader of the tribe if you want to go back to the tribal you know i mean hey actually just judging by modern politics we're kind of headed back to tribal america anyways right everyone's so firmly rooted in their tribe What's, what's the difference, right? But that's what these guys want. So just keep that in mind, right? It's always under the guise of racism. It's always under the guise of Black Lives Matter. It's always under the guise of equality. But we know. We know better than that. We know better than that, don't we? This is, has nothing to do with race. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It has everything to do with getting rid of capitalism. It has everything to do with with pushing socialism, with pushing values, because all of these groups are funded by these high-end liberals, these these wealthy liberal elites that really, really want us to, to be socialist. And, and, and you got to ask why. I mean, a lot of these people have prospered under capitalism. LeBron James is the biggest example. He's the biggest example of a hypocrite there is. LeBron James, you know, has made more money because of capitalism than many, many people. LeBron James does not want for anything. LeBron James is certainly not a victim. Far from it. LeBron James is the definition of privilege. He is very privileged. And he will criticize you. He will criticize law enforcement, the very law enforcement who protect him while he's playing a child's game. Because LeBron James can afford to hire private security. LeBron James can afford that. Katy Perry can afford that. Alyssa Milano can afford that. Taylor Swift can afford that. This is why 
they're fine with defunding the police. They're fine with that. That's okay. Because they can afford it. Oh, no police? No problem. I'll just hire private security to protect me and my family. That's no problem. We can get rid of the police. That's okay. We all know. We've all said it before. But who suffers when you get rid of the police? Oh, it's the inner cities. It's the lower class folks who suffer the most because that's where the most crime is. Convenient that these people claim to speak for the lower class, though they have no idea what the lower class goes through. Even if at one point they did, they certainly don't anymore. LeBron James is from Akron. Okay, LeBron, sure. Do you remember what Akron looks like? You probably don't. You probably don't, do you? Nope. Um, one interesting thing that I think is worth mentioning going back to the ACB hearings um, is the hypocritical nature of feminism. Feminism and feminists like to say that women have the right to choose whether or not they want to stay at home or they want to go work. And actually they, 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 they um, applaud working women a lot more than they do women who stay home. They they encourage women to go out, join the workforce. Don't stay home and raise your kids because that is you're you're giving into the patriarchy at that point. Yet you have Amy Coney Barrett here with seven children, who is a working mom, very much so, very very much so. So, and they are attacking her for it. They're attacking her for it, which is kind of funny when you think about it. And they make it really easy to throw their words back in their face when they do this stuff. Because the truth is, it's okay to be a working mom if you share the same political beliefs as they do. It's okay, and we should believe all women, but only all women who share the same political beliefs as they do. We should support women. Women should be a sisterhood only if they share the same political beliefs as they do. This this was made abundantly clear during the uh, Women's March when pro-life marchers were told, no thanks, we don't want you here. If you're a woman and you're pro-choice or pro-life, no thanks. They've mixed health care with abortion. I, I've never understood that too. Women's reproductive health. They've mixed that with abortion as if they're the same thing. They're not. But they'll attack Amy Coney Barrett for her faith. They'll attack her because she's a working mom. And they'll attack her because of what she wears. So there was like this weird correlation with Amy Coney Barrett and the handmaids from the handmaid's tale, which by the way is a work of fiction. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think folks from the left realize that it's a work of fiction. It seems to me when I hear them say things like, Oh my gosh, we're going to go back to the handmaid's tale. We're going to go back to the handmaid's tale. What, what are you talking about? Back to the handmaid's tale. I've never read The Handmaid's Tale. I know it's a work of fiction. I don't... I What? But they dress like The Handmaids and they go out there because apparently pro-life means we're going to force women into um, to become baby machines. That's what it seems like they think. We're going to go back to this piece of fiction. So that's, that's what they believe. We're going to go back to The Handmaid's Tale. And what's funny about that is Amy Coney Barrett, I guess she wore an outfit that looks like what they wear in The Handmaid's Tale, except it's purple and what they wear is red. But I saw like some screenshots where they took it and they made it like more red. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, 
they, they make this correlation. They say that the, the Catholic mom's group that she belongs to, by the way, which is so funny, is what The Handmaid's Tale is based on. It's like a Catholic mom's group, dude. Seriously, it's just a, a group for Catholic women to get together and talk about how they can, how they interpret the Bible. It's basically like a Bible study. I, I'm fairly certain for, for Catholic women. And it's just really funny how they demonize that. You're not allowed to have faith. You're not allowed to, to be Catholic. But one thing we can be assured of is that this sham is going to continue. And I can't wait for Mr. Potato Head. I can't wait for Kamala Harris to get in and ask her questions. It's going to be an S show. I feel for Amy Coney Barrett. I feel for her family. I feel for you guys watching at home. And I feel for myself because I'm going to watch it because I have to do this podcast. But, guys, that's where we're going to leave it today. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you enjoy the show. If you do, please, again, just share this show with someone you know. We need to amplify conservative voices. just something we need to do. And, um... Tim Pool last night, I'll highlight a con he's not a conservative as much as he's a liberal centrist, but he is definitely voting for Trump and he's a good he does good work on YouTube. You should check him out. Tim Pool, the Tim cast. Last night he had the leader of the Proud Boys on the show. It was engaging, it was interesting. He did push him a little hard, but it was it was a good push. And I thought some really good conversation came out of it. So you should check that out on YouTube if you haven't. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you guys tomorrow.